Get the latest updates from Geek Therapy by joining our mailing list at geektherapy.com slash mail. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the content we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined by a very special guest, Mark Quides. Hello, hello. Mark Quides is the host of the Codex podcast and a co-host on the Here Comes a Thought podcast, our Steven Universe podcast here on the Geek Therapy Network. This is his first time on GT Radio. Welcome. Um, you have no idea how excited I am and like I have all these giddy feelings inside <laughs> because <laughs> when I started binging all these these GT radio episodes you know in June of last year, this has been my dream. And here I am. So you not only binged all two hundred and thirty episodes before this one, you also binged pretty much everything else on the network. Yes, I am yeah. I'm I'm caught up on every single podcast in the network except for uh Rolling for Change, like their most recent couple of episodes I still gotta listen to, and the Babylon five. Gotcha. <laughs> That's over six hundred episodes of stuff, just so you know. Well done. Well, you know, I am grooming you to take over in fifteen to twenty years, so this is all part of the process. Yep, you hear that, Laura? It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so the the reason we're we're talking, right? So this is this is the Friday that the Rise of Skywalker came out and you know for years I've talked about Star Wars and its importance and how it's one of those things that I think that every therapist should know. I think it I think teachers should know about it. I just think it's it's such like universal pop culture. You know not everybody knows what it is, but it's it's pretty pretty well known and I'm always surprised by people who don't know anything about Star Wars, even not not so much people who haven't watched it, but just people who aren't familiar with certain things. Uh, but but still, you know, every now and then I meet someone who's never watched Star Wars, and and you were one of those people. You had never watched Star Wars until when? When did you watch your first Star Wars? Um. Okay. Well, I tried watching it a few like probably back when i was in middle school i think i started with episode one mm-hmm. and i couldn't i couldn't get through it i gotcha. got distracted and i just could not finish it gotcha. but i started watching them again in the order of release date when disney plus launched like the day disney plus launched was the day i watched uh, a new hope okay so that was a month ago <laughs> <laughs> that was that was in november okay so that is almost exactly like four weeks ago, I I I said this in the previous episode where we where Lara and I talked about Sky uh, Rise of Skywalker. I I feel like I need to study you. I don't I don't know um wh- where to start. <laughs> so so uh, I have a few questions, very general questions. Um, do you feel that before watching the movies, you were familiar with Star Wars? I mean, to some extent, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, with the make main cast, like I knew who Darth Vader was, I knew who mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker was, Leia, uh, mm-hmm. C three PO, R two D two, BB eight. Like I was familiar with the names and you know who they were or you know what droid they were. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like expansive history, aside from you know 
the whole Darth Vader being Luke's father, <laughs> I didn't really know much about the plot and the lore um, behind Star Wars. Gotcha. Well, you, you just proved a point of mine, which uh, is that, like, even if you haven't watched that, you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father, right? Uh, okay, so you knew that. So did you ever feel like you were missing out or were you just not interested? I mean, I think I started feeling like I was missing out um, probably this year because I knew that this movie was coming out, um, you know, Rise of Skywalker, and everyone was, like, really excited when the trailer, like, launched or was released. And I was like, you know... And I remember watching the trailer when I was seeing a different movie, and I was like, you know, this actually looks really interesting, but I know absolutely nothing about it. I mm-hmm. really should go through and try to watch all the movies because I would actually like to go see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Little did I know, I would just dive head head first into all of this and, you know, end up seeing Rise of Skywalker opening night. So and I, I do want to... Uh, make sure that like there's no judgment coming from me. Like I, I mostly joke about this idea. Like you haven't watched Star Wars? Oh my god! I think I I I'm, it surprises me, but it's not like I think uh, anything good, bad. I'm, there's there's no judgment involved uh, regarding regarding watching or not having watched uh, Star Wars. So so again, so like I just think that this conversation is really really interesting. Um, so. Now you felt the FOMO. You didn't feel it before. How old are you? Also, this is, I think this is important. I'm 23. 23. 23. Okay. So that means that in, yeah. So when in 1999, I believe, which is when Phantom Menace came out, you were a toddler. So this is, it's not like it's something that your, your parents took you to when you were a kid or anything like that. Uh, Hmm. Hmm. Because I was I was in high school when Phantom Menace came out, and for me it was a huge deal because I was like, oh man, like, like I I know these these Star Wars movies, but now this one looks really cool, and it's like it's my thing, right? Like it, there hasn't been one of these in years. I get to watch it. It was super exciting. Uh, but this isn't about me. This is about you. So first of all, how was it overwhelming at all to think, oh, I, maybe I should check out these movies because there there's so many. I mean, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming per se. Um, I mean, it was definitely a lot of information to take in. And I mean, there are still like alien species names that I don't know that I didn't pick up on, or there's people's names that I'm forgetting, but like I, you show me who they are and I'll be like, oh yeah, okay. I know who that is in terms of relation to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, definitely it's only been a first walkthrough and it's not like I sat through and watched each movie in one sitting. I yeah. usually broke up the movies over the span of a couple of days, mm-hmm. um, watching them whenever I had downtime during, you know, work or school or, you know, whatever the case on top of also watching the Mandalorian. Um, Ooh, so you have watched the Mandalorian. Yes. I'm on episode four right now. It's one okay. of those things where I'm also kind of taking my time with it, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, I love baby Yoda. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, did you did you know where to start, or did you think about that at all? I mean, yeah, I did think about it. I was wondering whether or not I should do it in chronological order, or if I should do it in order of release. Mm-hmm. However, since the last time I did it, I tried doing it. I started chronological, and I couldn't get through it. 
I decided, you know what, let me do it through order of release and start with A New Hope, watch the original trilogy, then do the prequels. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm glad I did. I think what really threw me off of the first movie was Jar Jar Binks. Mm -hmm. You know, back in middle school, I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of other people think he's really annoying. I did not, I didn't, at first I didn't like his character. However, going through it now and watching it, I actually like his character. I know he's like supposed to be clumsy, but he has like, and he serves a very like pivotal role. Yeah. In in, in the whole, uh, the whole story. He does. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, I have this newfound respect for Jar Jar Binks, even though he's like the character that most people take a, you know, a huge dump on. Yeah. Okay. So you went, you went in order of release Instead of chronological, okay, okay. I don't. But for the record, I don't know what's the best way to do it. Like, I don't have an opinion. You know, I don't, I don't think that there is a best way, but I also don't have an opinion on which is the best way to do it because I think that it's a cool experience to see them, to see how they look and how they change right over time as uh, as they were released in very different time periods, but. I also like the idea of seeing it chronologically because then it changes the way you view certain events if you see the prequels before the before the the original trilogy. So cool. So so you went through that. You was it easy for you to get through a new hope? No, I, I asked this because, for example, and I've heard this story from many people, but I my girlfriend has never seen Star Wars, and I told her, hey, let, let's do this. Let's start with uh, the original, um, a new hope. So she fell asleep during that movie. So the next time uh, I tried to get her to watch Star Wars, I said, okay, well, let's start at episode one because I think episode one is is more, f- for me, I've, it's more fun. Phantom, Phantom Menace is my favorite. So I said, let's start with episode one and see if she'll, she won't fall asleep <laughs> during this one. And and she didn't. Like she, she enjoyed episode one. At least she got through it. <laughs> she couldn't get through A New Hope. So what was it like for you to watch these, like, right now really old movies? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I understood that they were products of an, an older time. And I'm saying that even though they were, it's like the 80s. But it, it, I didn't really have a, a problem watching it. I mean, I have movies that I still watch that were made in the 80s, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I still mm-hmm. greatly enjoy those movies. Yeah. Um. So for me, I, I kind of took it in and, and was more so appreciating the fact that it had all these cool effects, all these cool graphics, uh, you know, even back then. So, I mean, for me, it wasn't like the hardest thing to get through. Um, so, I, I mean, I and in the end, I really ended up enjoying it. And, and it kind of added this different aesthetic, this different appeal to it. Okay. Okay. So, so, so walk me through it. You're, you're watching four, you're watching five, six. Like, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Okay, so, so when I'm going, when I'm watching like episode four, and I, I, I was kind of like, I kind of knew like some of the, like the more you know famous phrases, like you know these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah. But I had no idea where in the whole timeline of movies these particular things are coming from so there were some things that i was like looking out for so in episode four when that came up i was like ah okay now i get it (laughs) yeah um but then 
I don't know. Like, I wasn't really like, aside from those sorts of things, I wasn't really, I was just kind of like just taking it all in as it was hitting me. It, it was like, I tried to watch it as if it was like something completely brand new, not just to me, but just new in general. It just kind of had this old aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, I feel like played to its benefit because I, despite knowing what the whole general story is, to me, when I saw like different twists or different plot, uh, you know, plot twists happen, I was like, oh, I did not see that coming, even though I totally remember that coming. Uh, <laughs> so like A New Hope, I, I don't know, I, I, I felt it set a good, I, I felt it was a good base of a movie, mm-hmm. definitely laid some nice groundwork. Um, and then going into The Empire Strikes Back and watching that, I, after I finished it, I understood why most people say that that's their favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, wow, this this one's actually really, really good. It's a hell of and, a movie. <laughs> exactly. And to me, I was like, wow, this, you know, this might actually be, might be my favorite. Like, it, it had a lot of good, I don't know, it, just, it was just really nice to watch it. And then I go into Return of the Jedi and again, like there is these famous scenes, these famous things that I see getting parried, parodied or, you know, are being represented through different medias like Family Guy or yeah. South Park. I, you know, I there's so many different things that Star Wars gets referenced in, as well as, you know, growing up, my only real exposure to Star Wars was the Lego Star Wars game. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, again, playing through those things, that was always really fun, collecting all those studs. Um that's interesting because the Lego Star Wars, uh, depending on which game you played, like there's one that's the full six first six movies. Yeah, those. I'm that was the one we played because I remember playing yeah. through a Phantom Menace. Um, I don't think I've ever fully completed it because again, I was usually always playing with friends and it always devolved into us just kind of killing each other, which <laughs> now I understand is definitely not the way of the Jedi, <laughs> but it was we did it for fun. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the original trilogy, having this older feel to it was like, I don't know. I felt like it added something special to it. And yeah. now that I'm older, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of was able to really appreciate it for what it really was. And I feel like that helped me out a lot and, and really got me into it again. No, it, it's so influential, right? Like so many things pop up throughout those movies that you've seen a million different places and people are constantly referencing them. And, and that is that, that's why I always bring up star Wars because of that. I, you know, I truly believe that if you've never watched the star Wars movies, then there's like, there are references happening around you every day that you don't, you just never picked up on because you hadn't seen, (laughs) you haven't seen these (laughs) movies. Do you think I'm far? Like, am I, do you think that that's an exaggeration? Do you think that's kind of, accurate <laughs> no uh, no that's that's like completely accurate and now like when i see an episode where they're referencing star wars like it, it adds this like now i'm like oh wow i really understand where they're coming from and now i understand what they're playing off of as opposed to like oh they're just making it star wars themed you know hmm. yeah i mean yeah i mean most of the time it's it's way more subtle than than that uh yeah i, th- I think star wars is one of those things that it gets referenced so much that people don't like a lot of people don't know where the original reference comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you enjoyed them. You like them. Yeah. I, I really okay. enjoyed the original trilogy. Okay. Okay. 
So then after episode six, you... I jumped right into The Phantom Menace. Okay, okay. Um, so I really tried to walk into the prequels with, a, with an open mind and a blank slate because obviously I, I you know, through various episodes on, on uh, GT Radio, there's a lot of people that really don't like the prequels. In general, <laughs> right? Like that's what most people know. If they've never seen them, they're like, ugh, like people hate those movies. That's exactly. what people say. Exactly. Except and, me. <laughs> me too, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I tried to walk into the prequels with an open mind. I was like, look, I know people really don't like these movies, but I'm going to watch them. I need to know the context behind everything. And I personally really love Anakin's descent, his downfall. Yes. Like <laughs> this, this slow arc, this slow drag and you can see this like this real struggle within him Mm -hmm. you know really only in you know attack of the clones and the revenge of the sith you know not so much in in phantom menace but you still see that like you can see that struggle you can see him trying really hard to be the way of the, the jedi but he's so caught up in his own feelings because he's so empathetic. And in my opinion, yeah. he's really empathetic. Yeah. And it's because of that empathy, that desire to want to help people a little too much. And in, in, in from what I gathered, yeah, that's what ultimately led him to cause all this harm, not only to himself, literally, but also, you know, metaphorically in the sense that, you know, he helps create the empire. No, I mean, that's the way I see it. I see Anakin's story as so tragic, right? And and he cares so much and he, he wants to protect the people that he loves and Palpatine just takes advantage of that. Exactly. And so then when I go back and, and I reflect on Return of the Jedi and I see this change in heart for him when he throws Palpatine, you know, over the, over the rail, it adds so much more power to that scene when you look at this descent, you see his emotions and his feelings being toyed with by Palpatine just for the sake of we need his power on the dark side. Yeah, in, in Empire, when the Emperor tells him, like, you know, like, kill, kill Skywalker, like, he's, he's the son of Anakin Skywalker, kill him. And, but, but Darth Vader says, you know, I can, I can turn him, I can bring him to our side. And all I'm thinking is, the Anakin from the prequels who loves Padme and wants to, and, and, and loves his mother and is so excited about having a family and cares about his friends. Right. And would do anything to protect them. Like I'm thinking of that character, not just Darth Vader. You know, I'm thinking that there's all this depth to him that he would say, no, 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 no. Hey, how about I actually, how about I, I don't kill my son. (laughs) How about I try to turn him instead and even throughout, like throughout those two movies, he's like, "No, like we can, we can rule together as father and son." You know, like, come on, man, <laughs> join me. No, ex- exactly. So you know, when Palpatine tells him, you know, yeah, Padme died, and he they don't make any mention of the kids. You know, when he when Palpatine does tell him in Empire, you know that you know this like this is the son of Anakin Skywalker. You need to kill him. Obviously, that part of him is like. Oh my God, my son's alive. Yeah. Like yeah. here, like here's this piece of my family that is alive. And yeah. I never knew about this. This is why I know I want to turn him because this is all I have left of my family yeah. between me and Padme. Yeah. I yeah. want this. 
and, and, and so it, that desire to turn Luke and seeing that determination to try to turn him and as opposed to killing him just it adds so much more weight and power to those scenes when you look back and then you rewatch the original trilogy mm-hmm. knowing all that oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I just did it in the past few weeks right so i'm 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 saying this with with fresh uh with uh you know everything being fresh in my mind also but yeah no absolutely i think i think the prequels add to like i i saw the original trilogy when the the prequel trilogy had not existed and and then but but now like i can't separate them you know there's uh there's this interesting thing well keep going keep going about the prequels i'll, I'll bring this up later <laughs> yeah um my only real thing about the prequels that did bug me and it's not really so much the prequels it's kind of like the story like the whole star wars in general was darth maul and general grievous like they're so they're such identifiable characters like yeah you can look at them and be like oh you know immediately that's star wars you may not be able to know the name but you know immediately that's star wars and they like you see action figures you see all these you see cosplays of them and it's like wow like you think that they'd have big roles in the movie and in reality they really don't like general grievous has more screen time than than maul and Maul really is only there just to kill, you know, Obi-Wan's mentor. And then it's promptly then split in half by Obi-Wan himself. Yeah. So so your disappointment was that you wanted more of these cool things and you didn't get them. Exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow, I, I really want to see Darth Maul. Like, how does he play into this story? And, you know, he he's just there to kill a man. Like, that's really it. And then once that's done then we just basically throw away the character. General Grievous really is just a distraction. He's not really anything important. He's more so just a distraction for Obi-Wan. But also he's got four arms and he's using four lightsabers at the same time. Exactly. And I would think that he would be at least <laughs> decent with them. No. Like that that whole fight, it, it, you, know, you could totally tell like, okay, he clearly has no idea how to use these things. Yeah. Or he, he doesn't have like that much proficiency with them you think with four arms four lightsabers this man would be one tough you know enemy no like he's sli- like obi-wan slices off like three hands like no problem also he's kind half of. biological half droid like what is he exactly like- no no one and that's not explained <laughs> like I, i'm sorry like what is he like I, I exactly i didn't understand like that's what confused me about him like what is general grievous then is he a droid is he is he a person that fused with it like he's a cyborg yeah yeah no these are these are these are my questions too he he, like he's he's such a cool idea (laughs) and we don't see him for for very long but oh man it's so funny because in the the rise of rise of skywalker spoiler episode that we did i talk about uh, this idea that like Star Wars to me anyway isn't like the the complaints that you have are I think are one hundred percent valid I, I I felt that exactly but I see Star Wars as this universe where 
maybe we can get more of those characters, right? Like in Star Wars, there'll be comic books, there will be TV shows, there'll be other movies, and those characters appear in other places, in other mediums, right? Like these weren't, these movies weren't their stories. So we got to meet them. And then if you want, there's more of them in other places. And like, if you want more Garth Maul, let me know. I'll, I'll give you, I'll tell you exactly where he shows up. And, and you know, I think I think that that's really cool because Star Wars is like that, but not every like franchise is like that. Yeah, and I mean, I had to do some reading on my own to kind of be like, okay, what exactly is up with these characters? And then that's when I find out that they're you know they come back later on in in like the the animated series of um, the Clone Wars, and then they uh, and then you said you know when I was talking to you about this when you were setting up this. Uh, this episode, you know, you were saying how Maul also comes back in Rebels. So like, and and those are definitely on my list to watch too. Once I catch up and and with the Mandalorian, um, you know, definitely during this break that I have um, between semesters, um, I'm going to be watching the Clone Wars and and then going into Rebels. So that's something to look forward to. There's a new season of the Clone Wars coming out in February. Like there's still new episodes of that coming out. And yes, I better get caught up then. Yeah, there's uh, over 100 episodes, but you can do this. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, please. If I could do 600 episodes of podcasts, I could do 100 episodes of a, of a TV series. Exactly, exactly. So so you went through the prequels like so far. Like, Are you just going through it to kind of catch up because you know, you're interested in, in getting in on the conversation when Rise of Skywalker comes out? Or are you really enjoying it? Like, what, what else are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it started out like that. It started out me just like, okay, I just need the context. I need the background knowledge of these six movies so that when I get into The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, um, I know I know, I know, know what's going on. I know who old characters are, if they come back when they're older, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but as I watched them, it became less about wanting to catch up and more just like, no, I, I need more lore. I need more story. I need more knowledge. Give me the knowledge. It's like me with Assassin's Creed. It's like, I just need more lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wanting more General Grievous is definitely a proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So how did you feel at the end of the prequel trilogy? I mean, I, I, like, don't, don't, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just kind of, it was more of like, wow. I really wish it didn't have to be like this. What do you mean? Like in terms for like Anakin, like in order oh. to have this whole redemption arc, like he had to suffer through so much. Yeah. This man yeah. basically had to have his heart torn out of his chest and ripped up in front of him in order to start this redemption arc and in order to set up for the original trilogy, which is also really good. But to do that, you essentially had to destroy a man, not only emotionally, but physically. Yeah. And then rebuild him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you feel about... So you watched the original trilogy and then going to the prequel trilogy and seeing the Jedi Council, the Jedi Temple, all these Jedi, so many lightsabers, <laughs> like all these things. What was that like? Uh, like... It was really cool to see all these Jedi. It was really nice to see Samuel Jackson. It was really cool to see the meme of uh, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. 
<laughs> I was like, wow, I understand all the memes now. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool. It was really nice to know that there was at a time this big council and they had a pro like they pretty much had this behind the scenes role in terms of the government um because it, it seemed like the government would turn to them to be like hey we need a peaceful solution go violently take out those guys and then we will discuss a peace thing so that we don't have to create like an army that you know palpatine eventually creates but at the same time it's it, i don't know it seemed like they're like so there's like okay i'm gonna use yoda as an example um because some people were talking to me about this after i was explaining about how i was watching the movies and then they were kind of giving their two cents um, mm-hmm. and this was after i finished all six movies okay. um so it didn't kind of like influence how, how i saw the movies um while I was watching them. But Yoda, uh, for example, in the original trilogy, you know, obviously he's really old. He's, he dies, all that stuff. But like, he's very wise and he seems impatient because he kind of is, but he's not like, I, I don't know. Like he, he's just kind of has that like old stern, but patient grandpa, even though, he he acts like he's impatient Mm -hmm. that you can tell that he's really working with luke um but then you look at him in the prequel trilogy and he seems like a completely different man Hmm. or whatever species he is like he's just like no i don't we're not gonna take skywalker and i mean i know i know how we i know how he gets like that with luke because you know they he knows obviously the the lineage of of their family but i don't know like he just seemed much too like he didn't really seem as open-minded i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's maybe because all those years in exile of self-exile as he like became more in tuned with the force he gained more wisdom or or what was going on but it just seemed like they were just so angry all the time uh, in the prequels yes in the prequels it just seemed hmm. like the jedi as a as a collective were just more angry and a little like to like they they were more like exclusive mm-hmm. like they they only really wanted to keep to themselves and i feel like that was also just like a partly because of samuel jackson <laughs> like he just kind of gives out that vibe of like don't talk to me don't ask you're not getting in interesting interesting mm-hmm. but ultimately like the fact that they have this huge council and they, despite all that, they still recognize Anakin. They still take him in and well, not fully granting him, you know, Jedi master, you know, that kind of sparks questions actually for me now that I'm like, thinking about it. Like what? Ask, ask away. Um, so I know that in clone wars, Anakin has a Padawan, but I thought to have a Padawan, you would need to be a Jedi master. So how is it that Anakin has a Padawan if he's not a Jedi Master? The Clone Wars show happens after the Attack of the Clones and between and before uh, Revenge of the Sith. So at, after the Clone Wars, he is granted... He's no longer a Padawan and he's gradi- granted Jedi Knight status. So as a Jedi Knight, he was able to have a Padawan. A Jedi Master is someone who serves on the Council. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. And that also explains, I guess, Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. I believe, is just a knight, too. Um, I, and yeah. I, I, well, like, when, a- after, like, the Phantom Menace, he's still a knight, but then he gains the title of master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he serves on the council eventually. Yeah, I don't remember if he's serving in Attack of the Clones. I think he might be, but he's definitely on the council in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. This is so fun. Ask any questions you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of my questions, like, well, I, I don't, I, I feel like I don't really have a lot of questions just because a lot of it kind of gets explained. And then when yeah. you like with the prequels, you look back on the original trilogy, the questions that you might've had during those trilogies kind of get answered in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And any sort of questions that you might have with the prequels, you know, if you just kind of pay attention to like hidden context clues, you can kind of piece together missing pieces aside from General Grievous. <laughs> so overall, uh, your thoughts on the prequels? You enjoyed solid, them? yeah, solid two thumbs up. Okay, okay, cool. So uh, here's here's some interesting stuff that I don't know if you know this or not, but in Episode One, when it was originally released, Yoda was a puppet just like he is in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. This was changed, and the version that you saw has a CG Yoda. Ooh. The original version of the movie with the puppet was really weird <laughs> because you kind of accept it in the original trilogy. You're like, that's a puppet and an ugly one at that. <laughs> But you go with it because it's the 70s and 80s. Uh, but in the <laughs> in the uh, in the original in, in the prequel in Phantom Menace, that did not fly. Interestingly, also in the Mandalorian, there's a combination. There's like there is that actual puppet. There's obviously some CG versions also, but uh, that Yoda is a puppet. But he looks so much better than Yoda in the original trilogy. So so that was changed. Uh, something else that was uh, changed is that in the original trilogy, when Boba Fett shows up, his voice sounds just like Jango Fett because it's the same voice actor who played Jango Fett. And since Boba Fett is a clone right, of Jango Fett, it makes sense. But that wasn't the, originally the case. They redubbed all of Boba Fett's lines with the actor that played Jango Fett. Huh. And the scene at the end of Return of the Jedi, when the and you could probably tell by how they looked, but when the cell, when they uh, destroy the second Death Star, there's they show Naboo, they show uh, Coruscant, they show different cities that were from the prequel trilogy, in the original trilogy, that was also added. That was not there. And there's a whole bunch of other little things that George Lucas went back and changed over the years little things that you can probably tell that they just like the CG is way better. <laughs> it's like newer CG, right? For, for the, that type of movie. And some things were changed completely. Did you notice anything like that? Did any of that jump out, uh, jump out at you? I got to say, honestly, no, it okay. really didn't. Um, just because like, I remember you stating that there was like multiple versions of a new hope, mm-hmm. but it was like, I wasn't really going to be bothered to like, go through and look at what the differences were. It's like, yeah. you know, this is how I'm going to watch them. 
for the most part, everything is intact. If anything, it's just small tidbits that have been added. Well, imagine, imagine how like I'm watching it now, and I remember. Fifteen years ago, the movies were were updated and changed. Right, the special editions came out and they changed everything. But that was fifteen years ago. There's so many people who've never seen the original versions, and I don't know. I think I think it's so cool that like it it at this point for a lot of people it doesn't matter. Like for some like some people are still upset about it and they want the original cuts. But like for you, like what original cuts? Like there's just one version of the movie that you've seen. And in general, like if you were to get the Blu-ray or watch it on Disney Plus, like that's the version that you get. Actually, A New Hope was changed again for the Disney Plus version. Yeah, I, I, you, I remember you saying that. I was just like, I just wasn't aware of that as I was watching it. And even yeah, then, yeah. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what the changes were. Yeah. So I mean, what as someone who like you're just seeing them all new now, like what do you, what do you think of that? Does that, does that matter at all? Is it like an interesting? fact i mean yeah it's an interesting fact and like you know to maybe one day see the originals would be kind of cool um but ultimately i feel like it doesn't really hold much sway over how i saw them yeah i feel like in the end it's like you know what i still saw them the point remains the same like (laughs) there's nothing nothing it was like no severe drastic changes are you saying you're not offended by the changes made to the original trilogy? <laughs> no, I'm not because I don't know what the original, original, original trilogy looked Unbelievable. like. Unbelievable! <laughs> I know I'm a monster. <laughs> All right, so you've gone through. Is there anything else you want to say or ask about the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy before we move on to the sequel trilogy? Why did Boba Fett have to have such a bogus death? Ah, did he die though? I mean, I know that some people are, 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 you know, some people have speculations and this and that, but like the kind of way that that he gets thrown into the pit, it's just like, I don't know. It just seems like it's like made like a straight, like it just took a gag straight from like old timey TV. Like, oh man, I can't see what he's right behind me. Where? Boom. All right. Now you're, now you're in the pit. So. I, I think that falls into the category of Grievous and Maul, right? It's like, oh, Boba Fett's such a cool character. And then you're right. He like he gets eaten by a worm at the end. Uh, a Sarlacc is, is not maybe not like a worm. But so so something else that's interesting about all this is that before Sony, Sony, before Disney bought Lucasfilm, there was a lot of media. There were comic books. There were novels. There were all these other things. There's actually a couple, a couple films that were in the universe. Uh, and they were called the Ewok Adventures. There's also the Christmas special. Like there are things that once Disney bought Lucasfilm, they were no longer considered canon. And so, I believe that there are stories that showed that Boba Fett survived. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. But that's why there's so many things like there are stories that were written. There are complete novels, all of this stuff about Luke and Leia's uh, kids and the the next generation of Jedi that Luke uh, that Luke trained. He was married. He turned to the dark side for a while. Like There are all these stories that existed that for many people were 
were continuations of Star Wars. And when Disney came along, they were like, yeah, none of that is canon anymore. Only the movies and certain other things. And then we're calling all of that other stuff legends. So are you offended that all of these stories <laughs> were taken, <laughs> you know, were taken out of canon? It's funny because um, in terms of Boba Fett, I did know that there were some side stories. Um, I found that out through an epic rap battle of history. It was Deadpool versus Boba Fett. (laughs) 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 Where Deadpool makes fun of the fact that his whole canon got messed up because of these stories and and whatnot. And like he had like three different voice actors or like he had different voice actors in the Christmas special. (laughs) I I mean, so like I, I knew that there was these continuations, but again, like I've never like held one or read through it or watched any of it. So like, I don't, I can't really have an opinion on it because I've, I haven't consumed that media yet. Yeah. 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 No, no, this is, again, this is fascinating. This is, this is so good. Um, okay. So any, anything else about the prequel, sequel, any, any of that stuff? No, no, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. So then you go, you, you did not watch Rogue One or Solo, correct? No, I have not yet. And you did not watch Rebels or Clone Wars? No. Did you start watching, when did you start watching Mandalorian? I started watching, I think I also started watching Mandalorian I think I started watching it the same day. I think I watched A New Hope. I think that one I watched all the way through. And then I start and then I started watching the first episode of The Mandalorian. And then that's when I started kind of stop, start, stop, start. Okay. Okay. Or do you know when The Mandalorian takes place? Takes place after six before seven. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's let's go. So hey, listen, we posted we posted the the timeline in the Star Wars channel on the Discord. We did, we did. So <laughs> I was I was well aware of the timeline. I was like, all right, all right, I know where these things take place. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool, perfect, perfect. So uh, then you go to Episode Seven. You go to Force Awakens. Yes. Okay, because you didn't watch anything else, didn't read anything else. You went to the next movie. Yes. So so. How was that? Like now you're in the sequel tr- trilogy. Walk me through it. Tell, let me know what you thought. Feelings you can go all the way up to Skywalker, uh, Rise of Skywalker, if you want. Don't spoil anything yet, though. All right. Um. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> my goodness. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll. I'll. I won't. I won't spoil Rise of Skywalker. But um, man, was this trilogy a trip? Um, okay. I there. You know. When you look back at The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, after learning things in Rise of Skywalker, you, it's just like, oh my goodness, how did I not notice this before? <laughs> okay. okay. Um, oh, my goodness. I Personally, I really liked The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, go, watching them through the first time. I know you said you you did not like them the first time through. I, I had, so, so The Force Awakens make, made me very angry for a number of reasons uh i i enjoyed it but like story-wise it made me angry and my feelings about the last jedi were more complicated now i feel i feel way better about them but uh at the time there are there there were reasons (laughs) yeah i feel like since I went through this kind of in a fresher state and I'm coming in 
with the original trilogy and the prequels kind of still fresh in my mind to see the story kind of just blend together and continue forward yeah helped ease that transition helped make it make them seem better and be better um and have make me have a better opinion about them um i do know that yeah because there are people that i talked to that i've talked to that are star wars fans and their reaction to the new trilogy is pretty much the same as if I was talking about the prequels, you know, they, they hate it. They think it's (laughs) stupid. And here I am like, but it's really good. I like it. It's all about accepting yourself and understanding that, you know, you, you don't have to be perfectly good. It's the, the actions you choose. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the reason why some of these things are so complicated and and the prequels went through the same experience, uh, the Force Awakens, some of us, I'm going to include myself in that, had 30 years to think about everything that happened after Return of the Jedi. And in some cases, we got stories that continued after Return of the Jedi. And The Force Awakens, not only, like, again, Disney just removed everything else from canon, so it kind of deleted those stories, but it also, like, there was no, it was nothing like what people probably thought of for 30 years after return of the jedi so i think that has a lot to do with why people are so upset between the prequels and the original it was i think it was a similar thing you know it was like oh you know like 15 years passed since return of the jedi to i think it was about 15 years maybe a little more between return of the jedi and the phantom menace and it was just very different you know and people had probably imagined for episode four, five, and six, people had already people probably spent more time thinking about episodes one, two, and three than they did about what was coming after, because they 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 got stories after episode six in novels and and comics, and everybody kind of had an idea of what happened before because we know like we know there was a Clone War, we know that Anakin was a Jedi Knight and he became Darth Vader, right? Like everybody pictured those things, and then. When George Lucas went ahead and actually told the story, I think it didn't gel with what people thought. That's my that's my theory. I think that there are also other reasons why people <laughs> it didn't uh, follow people's head cannons. Yeah, pretty pretty much pretty much. Uh, I think that that's the biggest uh, problem. I think also there's the I think people take these movies too seriously, and what I mean by that is uh, like I think that these are fun fantasy adventures when you hear George Lucas talk about them he says you know these are these are soap operas for children and sometimes we we look at the movies and we're like no they this needs to be a higher <laughs> uh tier uh, film experience and and I'm not sure that that's ever what uh George Lucas or or now JJ Abrams and and Ryan Johnson were going for but anyway, that that's my theory. So so go ahead. So you're 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 loving the fact that this story is continuing. You're getting the messages. You're you're liking them. Yeah. Um. Like I said, you know, the the whole ideas and and these opinions that I have of the whole final trilogy really all comes together with the rise of Skywalker. Like I feel like it ties it all together really 
okay. really oh, nicely. Okay. Very, okay. This is this is interesting. This is I think this falls in the same thing, right? So when did you see Force Awakens? I saw Force Awakens about a couple weeks ago. Okay. And uh Last Jedi? I wanna say it was like Monday or Tuesday of last week. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> right, so you did not even, you you also didn't have the experience, not only did you not have the experience of waiting anywhere from, you know, you, you literally just waited like a couple days or a few weeks between Return of the Jedi and, and Force Awakens, not anywhere from more than that to 30 years, right? So there's that difference. And then also you didn't have two years of, digesting the last jedi and 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 the reactions and stuff right and waiting for the the final installment so you kind of in two weeks you saw the the sequel trilogy after well again you did all this in a month right (laughs) (laughs) so so i think without without going to i want to go into spoilers because i i'm really interested in how you feel about all of this but just um before we go into spoilers how did you so you saw all nine movies. Do you have do you have a favorite trilogy? Do you have a favorite movie? Do you get like Star Wars fans now? Do you consider yourself a Star Wars fan? Do you want to see more? Like what where are you right now? Um so kind of going in order, my favorite trilogy I want to say is this new trilogy. And and all honestly, I feel like this new trilogy is really really nice. Um I can kind of relate to it a little bit more than than the previous ones, hmm. which I'll get into a little bit later. Okay. Um, okay. Favorite movie out of all nine episodes, Rise of Skywalker. I was going to say Empire. Okay. Just because it was, it, it, it is a really good movie. Yeah. But Rise of Skywalker, after watching it, really took the cake for me. Okay. It blew okay. me out of the water. Um, And as I, I do get, I do get Star Wars fans. I don't know. I think it's because, like you said, I, I, I'm i seeing these movies basically one after the other, and I don't have time to like sit there and digest it and analyze it, break it down, and get these feelings for it. I'm literally like, okay, done with that one, on to the next one. Done with that one, on to the next one. All right, now I got to wait a week, and I'll see the last one. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I, I didn't, so I didn't really have that time. It was more of like, all right, I'm building up this hype. Now I'm ready to see the last one. Um yeah. So sometimes when people talk about all these criticisms and, you know, highlighting all these things they don't like about some of the movies kind of confuses me a little bit. Um, I, I feel like, but at the same time, I can kind of try to understand it because they're kind of like focusing on this one particular movie because for them, you know, for all I know, this was like the newest movie and they had all this time to digest it and, and break it down. And here I am taking a look at it through like a bigger picture. Like I'm not analyzing this one singular film for everything that it is. I'm analyzing the entire story from episode one to episode nine. Yeah, man. No, I love hearing you say this because like, that's how I feel about the prequels. I'm like, wow, people really hate the prequels. Like I don't, get it and i've tried man like i've tried to really see them from a perspective of 
hatred, <laughs> which some people really feel for them. And I, I can't. Even just he- hearing people casually say, like, they're objectively the worst movies of, of, of perhaps all time. You know, they're gar- I'm like, what the, what? How can you, how can you even say that? <laughs> like, there's so much garbage out there. I don't understand how anybody could ca- possibly uh, say something like that. But so, so again, so it's, I'm, I completely relate to you on, uh, on that point. Very, very much. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, all right. So, so now are you a fan? Do you want to get into more Star Wars? Yeah, no, I, I definitely now would consider myself a Star Wars fan. Um, I really enjoy them. I'm, I'm e- like, this is why I'm like really eager to catch up on the Mandalorian to watch the Clone Wars and go into Rebels. Like, I'm interested to learn. I'm in, like, I'm, I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to, to learn. I want to know everything. <laughs> I want to absorb everything and piece together all these bits and pieces and create this one cohesive story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm, so I'm, I mean, we, we've got to go into spoilers because I really want to hear in detail, right? Like what you're feeling, what you're thinking. So if you, you know, if you're listening so far and you have not watched Rise of Skywalker, then definitely pause it here and come back. Uh, stop it. We'll give you a few seconds to, to, to stop it or to pause it or to do whatever, but definitely come back when you've, you know, when you've watched the Rise of Skywalker, if you care about spoilers and then definitely check out the the episode before this one, which is full spoilers into uh, the movie. And I want to apologize right now, Mark, uh, in the Rise of Skywalker one, I do also spoil, and it's something that <laughs> Lara pointed out as we were finishing up when we talked about uh, you and I doing this episode. She said, oh, but if he hasn't watched any of the other stuff, you spoiled uh, Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of solo and also uh, the Mandalorian uh, so far because you're not caught up. So I apologize uh, so far uh, about that. So listen to that episode at your own risk. Get the latest Geek Therapy updates by signing up for our mailing list at geektherapy.com slash mail and choose any or all of our specialized lists, including our beta tester list. As a beta tester, you'll help us make important decisions about new projects and changes. Sign up to test some of our new content, courses, artwork, and even apps we're working on. Sign up at geektherapy.com mail or update your list preferences from the footer of any email you've received from us. Again, sign up at geektherapy.com mail. All right, so I think that's enough time for, for anybody who, who wanted to uh, bounce uh, about spoilers. So, okay, so I, I want to hear how you feel about it. Like, I want to hear your reaction, questions, anything. Go for it. It's it's all you. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I don't even know where to start. Um, I don't know why it's your favorite, like everything. All right, I feel like just the battles, the lightsaber battles between Kylo and, and Rey and all this stuff with the Force... Like mm-hmm. now they're able to to completely interact with each other. They're basically able to te- they can teleport things to one another. Mm-hmm. Now yes. they are disentuned with the force. Their bond through the force is so strong that he can grab something from her, and you know it. it they're not even. I'm even like he's on a ship and she's on a planet. Like they're. So so far apart and, and he could just nope it's mine now so you like the space magic 
Oh my goodness, the space magic was just like, it was like, it was so trippy to watch because yeah. then when they're in the Death Star and they're fighting, I thought that was a force projection. I didn't realize he was actually there until oh. I saw the ship. Got and it. I feel like that's what they were going for. Huh. Huh. Hmm. I had no idea. I thought he it was just a force projection because she had that whole thing with her dark side. Yeah, yeah. And he just appears and grabs the, the waypoint. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought... It was a force projection. I didn't realize he was legitimately there until after the fact. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, but like it, it's with that going into like going to those lightsaber battles, seeing this huge battle with this giant fleet of of, of destroyers, mm-hmm. and and then seeing uh Lando and all of these other like ships coming in to the rescue when all hope seemed lost that was like it sent goosebumps and chills throughout my entire body i was like yes <laughs> yes i was so excited oh my goodness and then it, it, you know when 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 kylo and and ray are fighting you, they're basically playing tug of war with a ship yeah 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 and she gets so mad and she just causes that lightning i'm just like Yo, okay, hold on. I think I know who where, where, the, where the parent lineage is coming from here. And then they <laughs> drop that whole Palpatine. She's a Palpatine. I'm yeah. like, great. So we're doing a whole Empire Strikes Back here again, aren't we? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that was the exact problem. I'm like, oh, great. It's another Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. But but this this ties together the prequels and the original trilogy together so nicely because you know. In Attack of the Clones and into especially in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine is telling Anakin th- with the dark side, there is there was a Sith Lord who knew how to prevent death. Mm-hmm. And he would tell Anakin, like, oh, help me join the dark side and help me, and together we'll figure it out. But Palpatine probably already knew, because mm-hmm. like he tells Rey. I have I am imbued with every single member of the Sith throughout the entire course of history. Yeah. Yeah. So he has this knowledge. So he was able to revive himself through the force. And that ties together so nicely and that that totally makes sense as to why now he there's this distress signal of the final order and why Emperor Palpatine is still here. If anyone had any doubts about that like all you need to do is watch the prequels, maybe appreciate them a little bit better. (laughs) You tell tell him, Mark. (laughs) And you'll understand that, no, he knew how to prevent death. He prevented his own death. He saved himself after Vader threw him off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Leia could uh, survive the vacuum of space, I'm sure that for Palpatine to, to survive that fireball in Return of the Jedi was easy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh like that whole that whole bit was like, oh my goodness, this all makes sense. <laughs> and then when when Kylo comes back and he changes for Ben. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I got I I was I was kind of upset at the ending. Tell me Just, tell me why. <sighs> It wasn't like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did this. It was more of like, no, why do they have to do this? 
you know, when when Ray basically uses up the last of her life force to stop Palpatine, mm-hmm. and then you see Ben, who yeah. is imbued with some of Ray's life force because if you re- because and I remembered this because I remember her telling one of the droids. I can't remember if it was BB-8. I think it was BB-8 mm-hmm. when she was healing the the snake or the serpent. She's like, oh yeah, I'm transferring some of my life force to them. That's part of the force healing. Yeah. And she did that to Ben. Yep. So he gave it back. That's yep. why she was able to live and that's why he dies. But of course, it's like after they confirm Raylo, the whole Raylo ship, <laughs> like that ship, it, it it docked and then it immediately sank. <laughs> so... Uh, but like I know I there's a there's another podcast that uh, that I listened to um and one of the co-hosts she's like she was a full on from the from the get-go a Raylo shipper and so like I'm interested to in hearing their reaction episode to you know Rise of Skywalker um just because I know she's going to be like oh my goodness it actually happened she was right about a prediction it's, of a it's kiss. funny me and Lara did not mention this on our reaction episode but neither of us were in favor of Raylo. So, so there was, we didn't even bring it up. <laughs> I yeah, just made I, a passing comment that I was like, well, I would have liked to see them, you know, develop a relationship in the future. Not necessarily romantic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of indifferent of it. I wasn't really like in it for relationships. Like I could tell, like for, I could tell from the force awakens that this whole thing isn't, a relationship thing kind of like how the original trilogy was it's not about a romantic relationship it's about coming into your own and understanding that every person has a light and a dark side but it depend. It, it's all depends on who like what actions you choose and who you choose to be and your bloodline doesn't define that for you. Which is why at the end, I liked the fact that she chose to say that she was a Skywalker. Yeah. Because to her, they were her family. They became her family, both Luke and Leia, because they trained her. They took her in when she was just a nobody. Or even when they knew she was a Palpatine, but they could see in her that she had good, that she was good. Yeah. And it didn't matter about her her bloodline because it's not it, – it becomes one of those things where your family of choice is stronger than your blood family. Yeah. Which is really nice. And then, of course, yellow lightsaber. I mean, come on. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. She's a sentinel. Yep. Or a temple guardian. I, I actually no, not even a temple guardian because she they they destroyed the temple. There's no temples right now. Yeah. So but, yeah, she's essentially a Jedi sentinel. So one a, thing I didn't slipper. one thing I didn't realize, and I think is accurate, uh, is that it appears that the, her lightsaber is made out of the staff that she's been using throughout the movie. Yeah, I yeah, I remember you sent that that link I think in Discord. Mm-hmm. And I I read through that and I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, I didn't I didn't, I didn't I, read that. I saw that uh, maybe. I don't know, but I th- I thought that was really cool because I didn't notice it when I watched it. 
Oh, and no, put those I think, two, two, the two things together. No, you know what? I think I looked it up because I was like, what? Because I, I, I forgot what a yellow lightsaber meant. Like, what was what was its meaning? Yeah. yeah. And then they went into the Rise of Skywalker at the very bottom of the, of the article explaining yeah. how, like, oh, yeah, and if you look, like, this is, like, her staff that she used when she wasn't using a lightsaber, and her lightsaber is now in that form or it's using the actual staff. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, but I remember they were saying like, in the article that I was reading in terms of explaining the yellow lightsaber, um, one of the things was that as Sentinels, they understood that the Force wasn't the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. So like to her, like, yeah, not to her, it doesn't seem like every answer could be solved just by using the Force or by becoming one with the Force. It was, it, it, there, there's so many other factors that come into play and sometimes, you know, that might be the best course of action. So so overall, why was this your favorite and film? I, I I think it was that whole family of choice and and knowing that you know there's a good and bad side to every person, but it all depends on who you choose to be and the actions you choose to to make in your life ultimately define who you are, and no amount of reputation from your your own family, whether it's good or bad, will ultimately be this determining factor for you because you yourself are your own individual person. And, you know, that's ultimately up to you to whether you want to follow in family footsteps or you want to create your own path. Yeah. Which I feel like was a really great message to to have in this whole movie because it's not even just with her, it's with you know, with Finn and all the other stormtroopers that, you know, they, they abandoned their, their company, the the whole, the whole thing, because they knew it was wrong. They had a feeling that it was wrong despite growing up being groomed to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. 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 So. (laughs) So now that it's all said and done, You've watched all nine movies. Any any closing thoughts? Any questions? Any comments? I, I only I guess my only real question is you know what where are they going to go from here? Because they're saying that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, but there's still more stories to tell. So I mean, I more so just like what other stories are there to tell? Not as in like, oh, what other stories are there? It's done. It's over with. But like. I'm curious who else is going to be a primary focus here that you're going to, that, that, that whose story is it that you want to tell next? I'm interested. Whose story do you want to see next? Mm. Hmm. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough one because again, cause like, I mean, I don't, I don't have knowledge of the rebels or clone wars, so there's characters there that I don't know about that I'm sure like I would love to see their stories and you know p- potential demise um cuz I I did read that article about the the voices that she heard for the Jedi yeah um yeah. and some of them were characters from the the TV series yep um but yeah I mean maybe maybe seeing uh a spice spice runner story Okay. Yeah, you want to see more Poe? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Poe is basically like that that troublemaking kid. Yeah, yeah. But like, you just can't help but love him anyway, mm-hmm. despite him just kind of being an all-around kind of prick. Uh huh. But he's doing it. <laughs> but he, but he's, but he comes from a good, a, a good place. You're like, wow, you're being a real dick, but I understand where you're coming from, and you're you're right, but I don't like the fact that you're right, and you don't have to act like this. Hmm. When the last Jedi, he wasn't right, uh, ever. I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he he really wasn't. But I I thought it was really nice. That it was like a really small exchange between Finn and Poe when they're. When they're on that, when they, when Ray goes out to the Death Star by herself, and Poe gets really upset about it, and he's and and Poe makes that statement like I'm not Leia, and Finn's just like Yeah, damn right you're not, and yeah. it's just like this like Yeah, yeah you tell him because it's like it's a it's an eye opener to Poe, yeah, because he's yeah. like you feel like he's trying to be Leia, but in this one instance when he says I'm not even though he's trying really hard to be Finn's just like, yeah, you're not except that bro. You're Poe. Like you, you just gotta, gotta do things your way. Don't try to be like somebody else. So you mentioned that the, that the sequel trilogy was the most relatable for you. Why? What was it about it? Mm, Well, I think it was that, um, that whole part of, of, you know you're choosing your own actions and and understanding that there are good and bad in all of us like i was saying earlier mm-hmm. um you know for me personally you know my family is pretty dysfunctional um i know that my my parents have made questionable choices you know throughout my life but i choose to not let that define who I am and obviously I'm not choosing to follow in, in their footsteps uh, I, I, I'm forging my own path and, and um, you know especially for me like growing up I've been very empathetic I was always caring and nurturing and you know I have a I, I come from a family where it has more of those traditional male expectations um, you know for instance like most of the guys on my family are athletes, at least on my dad's side. You know, they, they were they were soccer players. They did sports. They were always very active, and I wasn't. I was more educational, um, more into video games and just kind of being more chill in a, in a sense. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, going outside and playing is fun, but ha- what about playing monkey ball on the GameCube? That's pretty dope. Let's oh, do that yeah. instead. Um, and this also comes at a time where I also just saw the, the Mr. Rogers movie. Mm, yeah. And in that movie, I cried multiple times and it, it, but it, it also touched on that, like coming from those feelings and then watching this movie, this whole idea of, you know, the actions that I've chosen to make and, and the path that I've chosen to follow, um, it just it, it to me it's just like these two movies kind of like reaffirm that you know what I'm making the right choice. 
Like I'm choosing to follow the good in the, you know, the, the Jedi path as opposed yeah. to giving into these darker themes and or darker actions that, you know, my family might have made or, you know, things that just weren't smart. So that, that's kind of like where I'm coming from and why the, the, this other, uh, this last trilogy just kind of seems a lot more relatable. Got it. Got it. Well, I am, I am, uh, this is, this is really interesting. This is a lot of fun. I'm so glad you enjoyed the movies because that's a big time investment. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad it paid off for you, especially that to, for you, as they went on, like, you know, like the last movies were your favorite ones. So like in a way it got better right over time. <laughs> and, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you had that experience. I'm glad that now you are in it, right? So we can, we can talk about stuff as it happens. We can talk about the Mandalorian, which people are watching at the same time. It's always fun to have, uh, you know, friends jumping on the bandwagon that you're on, uh, get on that hype train. That's, that's always a lot of fun. So, and I'm glad that, you know, you, you came on and we were willing to, to have this conversation. This was, this is just like, uh, a fascinating <laughs> experience for me because it's so, it's such a different experience, you know? Uh, interestingly, I had a similar experience with my niece and my niece is only eight years old. So, uh, she loves Star Wars, but she basically saw, she basically saw the original movies and the prequel trilogy in a, in like two days over the course of two days. And then, uh, you know, she's seen other stuff and then she's, she's binge watched the Clone Wars and Rebels. And so she is, but she's also like, she's been doing that since she was like between six and eight, you know, they don't mean as much to her. Uh, like she's not talking to me about how relatable the, the, the movies are, uh, in the way that, you know, you and I are talking now. Although I do remember that when she saw The Force Awakens, she must have been, if she's eight now, she would have been four or five? What? Is that is that true? I don't know. And I, damn, was she four? I don't know. But I remember I interviewed her right after she saw the movie. This is an episode. So this was going to be an episode of GT Radio that I never published. And now that you and I have had this conversation, I'm thinking if maybe I should... I should dig that up and put it out. But uh, so she was very small and she watched the movie. And I remember her saying that her favorite part uh, from The Force Awakens was you'll never be was when when uh, Ray tells uh, Kylo, you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. And I remember her. Uh, like role playing the movie with her dad and her saying, you'll never be as strong as a little girl. And then she chased after him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and there were, it was, it was such a, it, it was really interesting. Uh, maybe I should dig that up, but I love that, you know, star Wars is something that, that people keep, you know, we have their new fans constantly jumping on. And I do love this idea that, like I joked about, you know, you not being offended and not being angry at all of these things that so many people hold on to still. And I mean, I can only like I, I had just had the experience where I 
I had a tough time with uh, episode seven and episode eight, but I think it was definitely like upon reflection where I was at that point in my life. And now I'm able to just enjoy them and not like be offended or get angry about them. So I love it that people can jump in, you know, get a Disney plus subscription for seven bucks a month and watch these nine movies and, and just enjoy them right just that's it without all of the extra stuff that comes from you know going online and and getting hatred and you know like if you watch them in order and you liked phantom menace and you immediately go into attack of the clones congratulations you didn't have enough time to tell people that you like phantom menace and then get a whole bunch of hate for it (laughs) (laughs) your experience is a pretty positive one so anyway i love i love star wars I, I really, really love Star Wars. There's so much about it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward for you to listen to the Rise of Skywalker uh, reactions from me and Lara so you get uh, some more thoughts on that. Maybe you can even go back and listen to the to the reactions we did to the, the previous movies. Oh, well, you know, know it. I, I, I love them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think, I do think they are so important and they are so important to so many people. And it's a, it's a way f- to connect. And I I don't know, like, I hope that in the future you can come back and tell me, hey, I was able to connect with this person or, or, or in this moment because, like, through Star Wars, and I couldn't have done this if I hadn't watched them before, right? And, I mean, that that's the case for anything that you have in common with someone else, right? Like, if you don't have it in common, then, then you don't, like... That's it, right? There's tons of movies that the, you haven't watched that other people have, and that's always going to happen. But there's something about I, – I think that after watching Star Wars and kind of even just watching the main nine movies, I just think it, it like it opens up our ability to, to connect with other people like with the, because you're, you're opening yourself up to more people. So I think there's a lot more opportunity for, for empathy and connection and, and relating that's my that's my take. I'm sticking to it. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Any any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I really love Star Wars and I'm really oh, shocked yeah. it took me 23 years to finally <laughs> get into it. But I'm here. I made it, guys. Don't worry. And I'm here to stay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of GT Radio. For more Geek Therapy, check out geektherapy.com. Come on the Discord and discuss all of everything Star Wars with us and, and other fandoms. Uh, right now we have three spoiler chats going on for different Star Wars properties. One for the one for Fallen Order, uh, the video game, one for The Mandalorian, the TV series, and one for The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you can also comment on this episode on our forum. Links to All of those things are in the show notes. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to all of our Patreon producers this month, including Ben, Booney, Jamila, John, Lydia, and Mark. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.